We are heartbroken. San Francisco legend Heclina was found dead in her hotel room on Monday morning in London by her longtime friend, collaborator, and co-star Peaches Christ. Over the years, we taped so many good shows with Heclina that it's hard to pick one. So this week, we're reposting our favorites to celebrate the amazing life and legacy of this amazing comedian and drag queen. Along with her gal pal Peaches Christ, Heclina shaped and created the modern drag scene in the 90s and 2000s in San Francisco with their wildly popular and irreverent tranny shack shows and nights at the stud. After the name change of the shows to Mother, Heclina and Peaches moved their events to Oasis, a bar she co-founded with her longtime friend Darcy Drollinger. Heclina touched so many people's lives, including ours. A fierce, original drag queen with a wonderfully twisted sense of humor, Heclina was a popular guest in the early days of our podcast, Feast of Fun, back when we called it Feast of Fools. Later on, she went to create her own podcast, Drag Time with Heclina, where she interviewed many notable queer artists and friends, including Animatronic of the Scissor Sisters. Back in 2006, our first live podcast in San Francisco featured Heclina in it, and she was so befuddled about what the internet was that in a rare moment, she showed up to the show out of drag in her everyday clothes. Despite always being super busy, Heclina took time to visit with us whenever we were in town or when she came to Chicago. It's a devastating loss, but it's comforting to know that her humor, style, and rascally nature lives on in the lives of so many artists, LGBTQ folks, and the people who loved her in San Francisco and around the world. Thanks for the memories, Heclina. Thanks for the laughs and fun. Here's what we think her twisted sense of humor would have said about her own death. The next roast of Heclina will be held at Fleischmann's Crematorium. And now, please enjoy this encore presentation. Heclina is a living legend. She started her amazing drag show in San Francisco way back in 1996. This drag institution, then known as Tranny Shack, ignited the careers of countless entertainers, including Lady Gaga, Peaches Christ, and Scissor Sisters animatronic. Over the years, Heclina saved her dollar tips and got some of her friends to invest in her own club, Oasis, only to then rebrand the drag show as Mother, and not without a little controversy. Today, Heclina joins us to take a look at the horrific shooting in Orlando and how gay bar owners are responding to the violence. Plus, how drag queens have gone from being fringe acts to mainstream attractions. Why San Francisco can't have nice things. Facebook may delete all your photos if you don't install this app. And Heclina's tips and tricks on picking up a straight guy on Craigslist. I'm Fausto Fernos. I'm Mark Fillion. And this is Feast of Fun. Hi. Hi, is this Heclina? Of course. <laughs> How are you doing, dear? <laughs> Good. How are you? Well, we're all right. We're still a little broken up about Orlando. Oh, I know. It's awful. Yeah. How are you dealing with it? Oh, uh, well, I, I had to work all day yesterday, and uh, I just threw myself into my work, and... Uh, you know, all my friends were going to the candlelight vigil, and I don't know. I actually went to a rock concert after work. I just tried not to think about it, but it's sinking in today. You know, mm. I'm 
trying not to look at Facebook or the news. Hecklina, are you on speakerphone? No, why? No, no, because there's just getting a little bit of, a, of an echo in there. But I, I guess that's just the very clean and tidy room you're in. Oh, uh, well, I'm on my headphones. Should I get off of them? Uh, let, let's hear it without it. Yeah. Is that better? Oh, yeah. Much, 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 much better. Okay. So if you don't mind, uh, can you go ahead and tell us again your heartfelt sympathies for the people who are lined up? Oh, my God. <laughs> With sincerity, just repeat it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, it's a nightmare. You know, I, uh, I was trying not to think about it all day yesterday. I was at work, and uh, everybody was, you know, we had this contest, Mr. and Mrs. Gay contest yesterday at Oasis, and then. Just, it was just hard, like, you know, it's, you know, that old adage, there's no people like show people, they smile when they are low. And, you know, that's what everybody was, it's kind of what everybody was doing yesterday. So today I'm just trying not to look at the news or Facebook. Well, it seems like, uh, you know, with, with social media, it, it's, it's, it, on one hand, it does feel like an ineffective tool to dealing with the outrage and frustration because you're just posting it on on uh, on a website and then it's left there but on the other hand equality orlando's raised 1.5 million dollars so far for the victims of the shootings and they say that uh, 100% of all the pe- of the money is going to go directly at them so mm-hmm. considering there are about 100 yeah. victims it's about right now about $15,000 per person well, oh, that's great. There's 53 victims for that that will need medical care. The other people just, you know, need and they're to be dead, buried. but their funerals right. still costs are still. Funerals, yeah. yeah. Well, it, it, people were kind yeah. of concerned because, like, Equality Florida, uh, which is like I guess a branch of HRC, was uh, raising the money, and people are just like HRC doesn't care about people of color, and you know the the victims are mostly people of color, you know, and Latino, Latinos, yeah, uh, you know, Puerto Ricans. But I guess the National Center for Victims of Crime are going to administer the money. And they're not taking any kind of administration fee. So they're just raising the money and then they're giving it to another organization that actually has the skills to deal with a a problem like this. I I also want to tell people to kind of calm down a little bit. Like everybody is like, oh, my God, is there going to be security in all the gay clubs in San Francisco? What if somebody else storms in? Like, I think that that that's exactly what terror wants Mm. us to do. They want us to be afraid to live our lives. And the reality is. You just have to go on with your life the way it was and not let it change the way, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. because there, there's no way you can predict something like this. Sure, absolutely. You know? and we've seen a lot of people that, you know, when 9-11 happened, there was a lot of people that we know, friends of ours, that were kind of, you know, we live in the world of fringe. You know, our friends all right. kind of live on the fringe. And you see something like 9-11 happen, and a lot of people just, they kind of went over to the other side. You know, they mm-hmm. lost jobs. They just, they, they, they did all sorts of crazy things. Lost and their homes. Lost and their it's homes. Because like... they just, they, they couldn't deal with such a, a stressful thing. And that's, this. it's kind of like, you know, because they had attacked the LGBT community. I feel it feels like personal. People, it feels personal for a lot of people. It's like an Arnold Schwarzenegger film. This time, it's personal. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, yes, it's very true. Um, and and but you know, also it's like I, I'm just trying to remember. Like, it, it is hard to put into words how profound of a, of a of a thing it was that happened. So I'm trying not to make too many statements on Facebook, mm. and and then because something can always be misconstrued. Like I was looking at people's posts yesterday. And people were like, oh, I I was going to cancel doing my show tonight, but I'm going to go ahead and do my show for Orlando. 
And it's kind of like, uh, well, uh, are you promoting your show or are you sad about Orlando? You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, I just have to be quiet, but, 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 but I do remember on the flip side of that, I know it seems like self-promoting for people, mm-hmm. but I remember when nine 11 happened, nine 11 fell on a Tuesday, which was tranny shack. And it felt like a really small thing to do to be like, I'm doing my show. I'm not going to let them win. So, you know, mm-hmm. absolutely. I think, you know, the best revenge is to live your life as, in the best way possible. Get back on that stage and open those doors of that bar and and make them eat it. You know, it's right, make the haters exactly. eat it. They the haters want you to to you know stay at home and 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 cower away. It's like it takes a lot of courage and reminds you that being a drag queen, being an entertainer, being gay, and just going out of the house and going to a gay bar is an act of courage. It's, and it's the best way you can. Yeah, it's, it's the best form of, of protest or to, to, to live as flamboyantly as you as you always have, you know. So as a gay bar owner, how has the shooting in Orlando affected you? Well, I mean, like like I said, it's, it's like uh, we can change our entire way of life. We can we can install bullet detecting devices at the doors or, you know, gun detecting devices. We can pat everyone down and, you know, we can go into a heightened hysteria and paranoia or we can live our lives the way we have been living them. So you're I mean, make people I, take their shoes off and wait in really, really long search. line. She's going to strip search and she's going to cavity search those fuckers with her, search. with her tongue. I'm, I'm, I'm going ca- to cavity search all the men. No, because I, well, I was thinking, you know, like, that. pretty much, yeah. Well, you, you remember when that horrible thing happened in Norway and that guy killed all those Norwegian people? Yeah, all those kids, right? Those kids in, in Norway just said, you know, we're, we're not going to let this change our society. We're just going to be as open and and free as we always have mm. been. So so this is exactly terror. I mean, like I already said, they want us to change all of our policy. They want us to be afraid to do everything, and we just can't live like that. What do you think about, like, the TSA and the security checkpoints at airports? Because some people say that actually those are uh, a security risk in the sense that those lines are so long. All that stuff, all that security theater is very ineffective actually stopping Mm -hmm. somebody who wants to do harm. Mm -hmm. And if they're going to do harm to you at an airport, they're going to attack the security (laughs) line. Right. That's true. I I mean, like you just don't know, like as as soon as you, it's like you, you can't predict a lone wolf, like attacker because you, because there's no way of knowing where, where or when he's going to strike. I, I just feel like people can be like, okay, let's change all the security and all bars everywhere. The next thing you know, it's going to be mm-hmm. at some outdoor park or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Somewhere where people at least expect it. Like, who would have thought that this would have happened, you know, at a gay club? And you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's unimaginable until the next thing that happens. It's unimaginable. Well, it almost seems it almost seems like the, the, the people that are doing this, are, they're targeting, you know, the one of the last ones was, uh, you know, that church in Savannah. So it's like these people that are, are mentally unstable and they pick, you know, a race or a community, somebody that they can just target. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, a friend of mine uh, just mentioned the other day, too, is the, the uh, you know, with the, the TSA, her friend wanted to get that TSA pre-screened, but she was denied it because a few years ago she bought a pressure cooker online. And so oh. they thought maybe she <laughs> might make a bomb. So you can not get screened, like pre-screened by the TSA because you buy a pressure cooker. But fuck, you can just buy an assault rifle like like it's nobody's business. And who cooks with pressure cookers? 
I, those those things really are dangerous. Latinos, honey, we're making beans. <laughs> you can't get soft beans without a good pressure cooker. Unless what you do you mean you can't you can't throw them in a crock pot? It's not as good. Yeah. It's like uh, a, the pressure cooker goes really fast. So here, just let me blow people's minds. So getting good beans made from dry, you have to soak them twenty four hours. Then you have to slow cook them for at least two or three hours in a, in a crock pot or whatever. With a pressure cooker, you can get that all done in half an hour. Whoa. Yeah. Mind blown. Mind this is why blown. people fight for. Listen, you're an American and you need you have the right to have delicious beans as part of your diet. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Not if you're bottom. Yeah. Well, heck, Whoa. give it as a top. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm a rimming top. Uh, did you see um, this tweet by uh, Jer- Jeremy Moss? He's a state representative for Michigan's 31st, 35th district. He said, I literally never want to hear again that LGBT people in the bathroom are a threat to public safety. Uh, yeah, I didn't hear that. That's a good one, because it's like this idea out there that these trans people are just going to like start preying on people in the bathroom. And it's just like it's the exact opposite. Well, you have that problem because there's a, 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 a you run Oasis and there's. That used to be the old tranny shack, right? And so there was a bathroom menace. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I will say that people aren't safe in bathrooms when I'm around. But I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trans, so mm. I can't really say. Um, the whole thing is just. The whole thing is just so stupid. There was a lot of controversy when you originally changed the name from Tranny Shack to Mother, right? Mm-hmm. It was like, there, I'm reading, like, I went online and looked at articles and they were like, Tea Shack, that sounds like a vaginal cream. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that debate over? I mean, is, is Mother now the official name of your drag show and drag night? Yeah, but you know, people, the whole thing, it was a, it was a whole confluence of just timing in a way because before the whole tranny thing the whole brouhaha happened i was and i'm not even making this up i was feeling like the name tranny shack belonged in a different time like it belonged to stud bar in the 90s and and i just knew if i if i was going to open a new nightclub like oasis it had to be have a rebrand anyway and at that exact time that i was trying to like to close on the deal with oasis or try to find a venue the whole tranny tranny gate as they called it happened so it was kind of like a a way for me to be like okay it's official you know i'm changing and then you know what what was the tranny gate for people uh, for historians who are listening to this 100 years from now (laughs) well i was i was a part of it because of the name tranny shack although it's funny that i never got a lot of flack even though even though all this other flack was happening i didn't even i didn't get a lot of flack ironically until i decided to change the name from tranny shack to mother but um but tranny gate of course is uh for maybe not of course but the word tranny was all of a sudden to see uh all of a sudden seen as derogatory and it was seen as derogatory uh almost overnight it seems seemed to happen like you you know you know what it was and a lot of people don't realize this is that um saturday night live did a a skit parroting project runway Mm-hmm. And it was uh, Amy Poehler dressed up as Christian Siriano, and she kept saying, 
hot tranny mess, hot tranny mess. And so uh, overnight, America, mm-hmm. that was America's new right. favorite catchphrase. And it also coincided with the New York Post saying, like, uh, you know, dead tranny found under bridge. And so they were using it in like these. Ha- <laughs> it was, you know, because, you know, trans women of color are, you know, uh-huh. are victims of crime and are often murdered. Uh, and mm-hmm. so they were just using this word that has kind of, you know, was a word that used within the community and it wasn't necessarily a bad word. People used mm-hmm. it to just refer to themselves and to others and still do. Uh, mm-hmm. But then they saw people saw it become used only in a derogatory manner. But but a big oh, right. also a big factor was that there's a lot of transgender people on the Internet who've developed uh, communities digitally and uh, have observed the the word tranny go mm-hmm. from being a a word of solidarity to one that's used against them. Mm-hmm. And they were just like they decided, you know, this is not acceptable and they decided mm-hmm. uh, and effectively right. uh eradicated yeah. it from its well, being used. They noticed the way it was being used too. It was almost always using in a pejorative way. It wasn't using like, "Hey, I'm celebrating you my tranny sister." Except for Hecklina. Like, yeah. No, well, you know, that's a lot of people, you know. Well, it's, and I mean, it's, I I totally understand and everything and and language is fluid and it changes, but what 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 I don't appreciate are the people who who acted like it was always a derogatory term. Mm-hmm. Like like people who had come to Tranny Shack 15 years ago, all of a sudden they were like, Tranny's a bad word. It's like, well, you know the history of this word. I can understand young kids just out of college going, oh, this is a bad word, we get it. But people who, like overnight, it was just like, people wanted to pretend like it, it always was this thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, they, they, and they didn't put it into context. And I always feel like people need to look at the source of, 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 of hate or, you know, where it's coming from. And people are so upset about words and all that stuff. But, you know, that's a whole other topic. Well, and certainly there was a lot of, like, uh, LGBT media personalities and entertainers that had a really hard time giving up the use of that word and, like, were like, what the fuck is going on here, you know? Um, and I think about, like, uh, Dan Savage with that play that he had, um, he wrote a play about it was a parody of the miracle worker mm-hmm. and for the the first 15 minutes of the play literally the characters are like well we can't say that word <laughs> and they're just harping on it and i'm like oh girl you got to let it go just give it up give it yeah, up yeah. <laughs> you know? it, it was kind of crazy it was like we were watching this and i was like this yeah. is a this is not some spontaneous rant mm-hmm. this is a play that was written and rehearsed and developed and, a few years ago. Yeah, you know. and, and we wa- were sitting there watching this, and I was like, "Oh my god!" It's interesting how because uh, it was I was looking at it, the old like old people, the older people. They're like, "We got to hang on to this word," and I was like, "Well, why?" And then younger people who were like, "You know, we you can never say this word again," and I'm like, "Well, why?" Like like even when I say. When I say well, or tranny shack, you, you know, and then some young kid goes, "Oh, don't you mean T shack?" I'm like, "No, I mean tranny shack. Tranny shack was this thing that existed. You can't rewrite history. Mm. You can't because it's just as intolerant as right wing people who want to, you know, burn banned books or ban mm. blah blah. You know mm. what I mean? It's like you know, you can't, you can't just say that this thing didn't exist. Well, you're so old. You remember when gay people used to word use the word homophile? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Back in the fifties, I was in the. I, I was yeah. I was I was in the Victorian streets going polish your knob, governor. You know what was really amazing too is that we recently watched. <laughs> 
we used to, we recently watched on uh, YouTube. The BBC did a live version of Rocky Horror Picture Show, which was absolutely fabulous. And mm-hmm. in it, Richard O'Brien had a special message. He goes, I have a special message. And it was animatronic. And so there was this uh, message from animatronic talking about how she got her start at Tranny Shack and, mm-hmm. uh, and how it, it propelled her career. Did you get a chance to see that, that special at all? No, I never did. I'll send you the link. She cares okay. about you, even when you're not around. <laughs> Who, animatronic? Oh, yeah, she thinks the world of you. Oh, God, it's so sweet. You're like, <clears throat> Lady Gaga performed in my show, and she didn't <laughs> say thank you. <laughs> oh, my God, don't, don't get animatronic started on Lady Gaga. Oh, Why? really? What would she say? I, I think she was really just annoyed with that Scissor Sisters went on that tour with her and opened up for her. You know, because she was like, I, I don't. I think that she thought that as she saw that as really selling out or whatever. But it's like, well, you know, ka-ching, ka-ching, sell out. You know, I, I think they they were trying to raise their profile in America. But she uh, would always leave the arena right after the Scissor Sisters set. She's like, I don't want to see her, her. You know, Lady Gaga's set. You know, <laughs> it's like. Oh, so she was a little <laughs> jealous of her. I think so. I think there was a little bit going on there. Yeah. Oh, and she's such a. You know, they're both lovely people. They really are, you know, and and you know them all personally because they they're, these uh strong tycoon female entertainers have, have sort of uh sharpened their teeth uh, uh, on your stage. Yeah, you know, we we just did a um a Lady Gaga tribute at Motherwell back in January, and Lady Gaga's hairstylist was there, of all people, and um, he was texting with her and. Uh, because she thinks all the gays hate her. I, I don't know why. Lady Gaga but, thinks um, the gays hate her? Yeah. Honey, we don't hate you. Yeah, Maybe just so, throw, throw a little shade, but... <laughs> yeah, exactly. But Don't confuse but was, shade with hate. It, it was so funny seeing Lady Gaga, because she was texting him back, and, and she was going, oh my God, heck, Lena. Like, she remembered me from when she performed at Tranny Shack, like right before she hit, hit it big. So I'm thinking to myself, God, I wonder if we can get her. <laughs> Come back to T-Shack. Well, right, exactly. Come back to mama. Come back right. to mother, honey. Come back to mother. Now, so, did she so lip sync something yeah. when she performed or did she actually sing something? What? Did she lip sync or did she sing? She, she sang. Uh-huh. Uh, Lady Gaga? Yeah, she, she did a whole set. She did that song. My beat is sick. I want to take a ride. I'm a disco stick. And she did that song. Let's let's just dance or let's dance. Just, just dance. dance. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Do, 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 do. And, and so, what was the the reaction to the audience there when she was performing these hit monster hits? Now, but back then they were relatively unknown songs. Uh, people loved her. I mean, she really put on a great show, and uh, and she was just really great because. I think the really smart thing Lady Gaga did was she had management who were acting like she was already a huge star, even when nobody knew who the hell she was. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, like, her, her manager came in a couple of days before she was performing at Tranny Shack, and he, he was looking at the stage and, and the microphones, and he's, like, telling me things like, okay, Lady Gaga's going to come in and sing a couple songs, and she can't stay, and she's going to leave right away. And I'm thinking, like, who can't? I don't even know who this Lady Gaga person is. <laughs> but then, but then Lady Gaga, to her credit, she showed up at Tranny Shack and she said it was all like, you know, fags and drag queens. And she was like, oh my God, you know, these are my people. I'll do whatever, I'll do whatever they want. And she stayed 
until the end of the night. We had to turn, you know, like they turned the ugly lights on at the mm-hmm. end of the night to kick, <laughs> to kick everybody out. And we were like, okay, I got to go now. And she was still dancing and, you know, she just loved it. So. So it was oh, like, a, was it Pee Wee's Christmas special when he pulls o- opens up a box and Grace Jones pops out? Exactly. <laughs> He's yes. like, okay, Lady Gaga, back in the box. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> well, you also had, uh, you know, you and Peaches Christ have sort of, uh, you know, been raised off the tit of San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And you knew Peaches way back when she was a young little booger queen, just fresh from yes. film school. school. Mm-hmm. Yes, I have some real blackmail photos of her back in the day. Oh, I've seen will, you please, some. will you please send some our way? <laughs> I will, but you can't share them. Oh. What? That's the point. Fossil <laughs> just masturbate to them. Yeah. Ew. He loves Ew. Booger, He loves Booger Queens. Listen, all the world's great drag queens were once Booger Queens. Blessed what? are the Booger Queens, for they shall inherit the stage. Mm-hmm. Is is the audio going in and out or something, or can you guys hear me? I can, I can hear, hear you, you fine. just fine. Yeah. Okay. All right. Are you are you having a hard time? And maybe it's just you're just getting older. Yeah, I, let, me, let me put my hearing aid in. Hold on. <laughs> That's better. Just take something to come out of your ear. <laughs> You know, one time I, I hooked up with a, a a guy who was uh had he was partially deaf and he had hearing aids, but for some reason he turned them up. And while we were having sex, I just kept hearing wee, 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 like feedback. <laughs> it drove me nuts. I was like, "Will you please turn those off? I'm yeah. not talking while we're I having sex." I hate weird noises during sex. Like I don't like music on. Or you know, oh. it's, I find it very distracting. Well, right. Hecklina, this past year has uh, kind of been tough for musicians, and I've seen uh, I follow you on, on on social media, and you've had some great tribute nights. You had a what not one Bowie night, but two Bowie nights, two and, Bowie nights, and a yes. Prince night. Yes, the Prince night. Prince night was so amazing. It happened on Saturday, uh, you know, and we did a huge, amazing tribute to him. And then I got home, and um, you know, the bulletin started coming over my phone from the New York Times and all that stuff about Orlando. And I woke up the next day and it was just like, like the Prince thing was such a dream and the celebration and it was so beautiful. And then to wake up the next day and just have all that, the ugliness, it's just like, I don't know. I mean, that's kind of like why you kind of have to put on those great shows for people. It's a, it's a, again, it's a very small way of saying fuck you to the terrorists, you know, Mm. live your life, everybody. Cause you never know. Eat, drink and be merry for tomorrow. You shall die. Oh my god, you should write that down. Did you just make that up? <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> no, it's That's an old Spanish. Really... I think it's an old proverb. I think it's in the Bible. <laughs> <It's> well, a... <laughs> well, heck, Lena, I mean, how how is it otherwise with this gloomy, uh, very tragic event in Orlando, but otherwise owning a, a gay bar for you must be an incredibly satisfying experience after you know so many years making somebody else money at the stud or the clubs. Now you sort of get to own the means of production. Well, let's be real. I made money while those other people were making money. You know, I'm not stupid. So, uh, so that, that, and, and that's how I was able to open Oasis was I, I, I made money, you know, you all saved those, years all those I, dollar tips that you got from lip syncing. I, I did. I did. I washed the, the cum and the, and the tears off of all of them. And I, I put them. I put. I ironed them and put them in my safe deposit box. You put them in a jar in the backyard next to your <laughs> kimchi, the way old Korean women do. And you pulled it out, 
and you're like, this is no, but I mean, was it, was it, was opening a gay bar and running a, a, I mean, you have like all the, everybody loves mother, all the drag Queens love performing there and they probably do for a much more reasonable rate because they love you. Some of them do. And some of them, uh, they, they want like a crazy amount of money. And that I just, well, yeah, it's true. I won't pay the money that some of those managers ask for. It's ridiculous. But, um, but it, you must, it must be amazingly satisfying to see like drag queens go from being sort of this fringe act to becoming this, at least in LGBT circles, you know, uh, I mean, rumors are that Bianca Del Rio brought in $2 million last year in gross revenues. That's well, amazing. Have you seen some of the rumors? Like, you know, I, I was on some list of like the wealthiest drag queens, you know, and I was, and, and I was looking at it going like, well, yeah, me maybe, but these other people, they don't, they don't have, I mean, it was just like. Yeah, they had Jackie Beat on that list. And I was three, like, yeah, Jackie, I was talking to her. She's like, they said, I, they said I'm worth $3 million. Like, she's like, uh, they need to do their research a little bit better. But if you do the math with uh, some of these touring queens, you definitely know they're bringing in quite a bit of uh, a substantial yeah. income. Well, the game has certainly changed because you've seen drag go from like it was a job. Well, you probably still know a lot of queens that are absolutely broken, living like in a, in a you know a sleeping room only, or they're living on. Don't talk couch. about peaches like that. Let's not talk about peaches right now. <laughs> I've Let's seen her apartment. It's she has a nice apartment. <laughs> She, she, she has, you know she has a nice apartment because she's able to paint the walls weird colors. Peaches? Yeah, her apartment's like, I think her bathroom is like, well, I'm, I'm confused at her kitchen or maybe her bathroom, but one of the, had all these like bright colors on the walls. And I was like, I was like, for a rental girl, I was like, mm, you're not going to get your security deposit back. Well, that building is a bunch of hippies. So I'm sure it's fine. Mm -hmm. But, um, but no, I think, I think that, you know, for, uh, for on this topic, I think a lot of the, the, I mean, we're talking RuPaul Queens because those are the only ones that can ask for those kind of rates. Coco but, Peru can. Coco has uh, got it. Let's be real. Okay. <laughs> so let's, yeah. So, okay. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, sure. Lady Bunny and Jackie and Coco, they, they do get, and, and Varla, like they're of a certain tier, but they're not getting the money that Bianca Del Rio gets. So, uh, and, and, you know, if, if you're smart, like Bianca, who's very smart, um, you can parlay that into a lot of money. And, you know, I think a lot of people like, you know, Sharon Needles is is very uh, talented, but she's not a businesswoman. Like, you know, with that whole first year after she won, she was demanding every venue have a coffin for her that she could pop out of. And, you know, it's like the the venue had to rent a coffin and charge them, charge her for the, you know, it's like, who needs a stupid coffin? Like Bianca Del Rio just shows up mm -hmm. with her dress and a microphone right. and yeah. very little overhead. You know like, what I mean? So yeah, I told Sharon to get a body bag. I'm like, girl, just get a body bag. It's cheap and you can throw it in your suitcase. And she's just like, <laughs> yes, exactly. I just want a coffin. Or better I yet, know. get a funeral urn. You know? Yeah. Why not? Why not pull up to the venue in a hearse and come out? You know, just have hire ten people to carry you in the coffin to the stage. And you know, it's like mm -hmm. we get it. You're goth. Or just put a plastic bag over your head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Act like you're being suffocated. <laughs> but uh, it, I mean, it, it really like uh, I, I greatly admire a lot of these self-made drag queens and they're certainly have an amazing stories to tell, you know, and you certainly are no exception to that. Oh, well, thank you. 
what what other self-made queens are you talking about? Well, I mean, certainly like, you know, Coco Peru and, and Jackie B and Viola Jean Merman and uh, Lady Bunny. Um, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Why, why, why do you say it like that? What, what? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, and, and to... And, uh, to me, like uh, talking to you guys is always endlessly fascinating because you guys have really like, you know, forged for yourselves an extraordinary career. Um, and for you, like you're running this bar and you're also a touring drag queen. Mm-hmm. Mm, well, I don't like to tour as much as I used to, for sure. Especially now that I own Oasis, it's like I've I've kind of. I've focused all of my energies on back back to San Francisco. Like when I when I started when I stopped doing Tranny Shack as a weekly party, I was like, I'm going to go tour. I'm going to do shows everywhere, and I did. And the reality is, it just doesn't make money, you know, like mm-hmm. traveling with it. Um, so, and then when I when I opened Oasis, I was like, I just have to focus everything I have on this venture. So. I use whereas I used to travel. I mean, I used to constantly be on planes, and you know, I. I think this past year I might have gone out of town twice and that was all for just drag gigs, you know? Do people um, push you to do like, you know, shots off of a drag queen's tits or like something? Is there something that you're you're like, this is a cliche, this is stupid, I'm not going to do this? If it makes money, I don't I don't I don't discount anything. <laughs> Nothing goes out the window, but um but I definitely don't let Willem fist anybody anymore or stuff like what? that. <laughs> what? What happened? You you, don't, you didn't hear this? No, no. tell us the story. Oh, then never mind. <laughs> what do you mean, never mind? Every time you come on the podcast, you say something about Willem, and then two days later, he's calling you, chewing your head off. <laughs> well, I think that I think that Willem will admit to this. He, he came. He, he came to. I'm sorry. She came to uh, mother, and she did this number. She sang this Britney Spears. Um, I'm not a girl not yet a woman and then some guy came out on the stage and she he got up on this table and she started fisting his ass in the while she's singing this song and i got in so much trouble for it but um but you'll never hear me say that again (laughs) what kind of trouble uh well you know from my partners at oasis they were like what the hell that's a live sex act you know blah 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 (laughs) so um Anyway, so well, there's could, like other drag queens that are like a much, you know, people like, go, oh, that's so outrageous. But there's some that are like uh, we were at the Austin International Drag Festival and one entertainer uh, refused to perform because she couldn't. What was it she wanted to do? She wanted to like throw, give herself an enema on stage and spray the water out of her ass into the audience. Yeah. Oh, and people are yeah. like, this is a health hazard. <laughs> I mean, pooping that on sounds. That sounds really original, but Lee Bowery did it 20 years ago. Well, it was know? a tribute to Lee Bowery, and I'm kind of like, oh, come on, people. Oh, this is the thing. is they, they did it with tonic water because tonic water will glow in the dark, but once uh-huh. you put it up somebody's asshole, the chemicals in the butt change the, 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 the tonic <laughs> water. So something happens so that when it sprays out, it's just water, and it's no longer like glow-in-the-dark water. Oh, so you have to change uh, that. So you've also done uh, the drag queens of comedy, and I always hear stories of uh, shenanigans that happen backstage. I think you mean trananigans, but go trananigans. ahead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, what's been happening backstage? 
uh, the, well, the things that we don't well, besides see. all those selfies like I heard somebody endless fart. selfies that yeah. come from those guys and didn't somebody fart recently what happened oh <laughs> somebody farted yes that was huge news yeah um yes yeah, somebody opened an envelope and and lady bunny came out and no um no i don't oh so this the what the show in la was a little bit uh of a scandal because Lady Bunny during her entire set, she was like, turn the volume up. I saw that. Turn the oh, volume yeah. up. And then, and then she finished her set and she came backstage and she was just screaming at the tech people. But the reality was that the volume was fine. You know what I mean? I think, I think everybody could hear her out there. I think she, so, so, so she was like, I'm, that's it. I'm not doing the meet and greet. And then she, she stormed out and went back up to her hotel room and me and Pete just looked at each other, and we were like, she just didn't want to do the meet and greet, you know? <laughs> so she's like... <laughs> yeah, she's, I remember her screaming, and it's just like, uh, this is a nightclub now, motherfucker, turn it up. <laughs> right, right. This but, is a nightclub. But... <laughs> turn it up. Come on. Come, Come on, on. let party. Come on. Well, the, the thing about it is they don't, they, it's a theater, mm-hmm. and, and so it's, it's sound system is set up to, for people to, like, project, <clears throat> right? And, and... Right. And really, like, if they 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 gave her because she's old, you know, she if they mm-hmm. gave her like a couple more monitors, but boosting mm-hmm. the the mm-hmm. sound at her, right? Then she, mm-hmm. she wouldn't be yeah. she wouldn't know. And that's not uh, that's probably that's not the first time I've heard her yell, you know, screaming to turn it up. In fact, that happens right. every show. <laughs> every show, it's pretty much if you want to imitate Lady Buddy, you just get out there and do a couple fart jokes, and then you go like, turn it up, turn it up. Well, and, and also the reality was. Sanders. If she cared, if she really cared that much, she would have made it to the sound check that day. You know, like they had a sound check and everybody, everybody skipped the sound check except for who? The two most professional queens in the show, Hecklina and Coco Peru. And everybody else decided to just show up and then complain about their sound. Wow! Oh. <clears throat> we saw the uh, the guy that uh, blew you on stage, or I'm uh-huh. sorry, blew your banana on stage. Uh-huh. Part of, for people that don't know, you and Peaches do a, a number where you bring straight guys up from the audience and have them suck on your your dicks, which are now uh-huh. bananas. And I got to tell you, he was doing the the walk of shame <laughs> in the what? lobby. He was doing the walk of shame, like he's like, I can't believe I just got up. Like the look on his face was just pure, like, oh my Wait. god. Were you guys there? Yeah, we were, were there. I was there in the audience. Yeah, yeah, we oh, saw you guys oh. perform. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. You don't have to uh, apologize. He was, <laughs> he was cute, apologize. right? He was totally he was cute. cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I thought, I thought really there cute. were people that you had uh, like, um, you know, hired or, or planted in the audience to do this. Uh, mm-hmm. Peaches no. explained to me that these were actual random strangers who decided to humiliate themselves. Yeah, uh, we we were like, it's it's only going to work if it's like if we just pluck straight guys out of the crowd and do it you know what mm-hmm. i mean like it's we, we can't have some mincing queen up there that's why we, that's probably why peaches didn't choose either of you um <laughs> so it had to be an well, actual straight asked, person yeah you asked for straight people so right right you know. yeah but you know but what but a lot of times if you go hey are there any straight guys out there some the queen you know will like raise her hand and like girl please you know? <laughs> <laughs> so you know just from looking at them right right exactly my well, and, and and you guys do this. It's a very different scene when you do it in San Francisco versus L.A. Why is that? Well, it's just because the, like the the San Francisco crowd seems to be more eager and willing to try something new. As the straight men are, whereas right. in the L.A. it's like 
they're they really are kind of uh, terrorized or ter- terrified to do this really uh, heinous parlor trick in front of an audience. Uh, yeah, but the, it worked, didn't it? Didn't they do okay? I, I don't really remember. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was the okay. one of the most fascinating uh, moments of the the whole evening. You know, because so, you mean cause, you mean you mean not Katya's set. What was yeah, up with what that? What was going on, man? <laughs> she went <laughs> 40, she minutes, drugs? 40 minutes rambling, and it was, it was, it was, uh, not, it was like polite applause, kind of like, we love you, Katya, but we don't know what you're doing or what you're there, saying, you know? or it, it was, right. what was up with that? I, do we, I really do don't we, know. Do we need an intervention? I, I don't know what was going on. Everybody was kind of like, what? Because we were all backstage and we could hear everything on the monitors. And we were like, what is she? I don't know. You know what I mean? Well, I like so, the fact that she sort of turned it into a performance art piece. And that's very 90s, you know. She, she did it into an endurance performance where she just did a stream of consciousness out of her head. But, you know, the, if, if you're on RuPaul's Drag Race, you can get away with that, you, you can get away with that crap because there's always going to be people in the audience going, we love you. But, you know, if you're Peaches and Hecklina and nobody knows who the hell you are, we have to actually come, try and come up with a bit, you know, mm-hmm. and, and Peaches and I were well aware of that. So. Well, you were telling Peaches for a while that you were sending audition tapes through RuPaul. <laughs> I was. That you're considering you're, getting on RuPaul's Drag Race. And then you watched an episode and you said, fuck that. Because <laughs> she was uh, telling us, oh, yeah, Grandma's going to try out for Drag Race. Well, yeah, uh, I think so. Mm-hmm. I think that, uh, yeah. So, and, you know, and don't don't even listen to Peaches if she's trying to tell you that she didn't consider it, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, because there was a time when that one of the guys from the casting places, he was messaging me and peaches a lot about submitting a tape and um and our feeling was if you want us on that show why even ask me for a stupid tape you know what i mean just put me on mm-hmm. um but uh but then i was talking to people like alaska and other people and they're like we don't think you should do it just because well you're old no they, they didn't say that but they said they said you know once you get on there they can just manipulate your personality to be interpreted any way they want and yeah they might tell the public that you're a cock hungry ass liquor (laughs) (laughs) and then your career will be ruined they might tell people all i care about is money and all i care about is straight ass and yeah people Mm -hmm. might view me as shallow (laughs) so i mean what could they really do to you yeah uh maybe portray me as stupid i don't know like what could they really do to you (laughs) i really don't know you have all the control. Hecklina, <laughs> uh, what's, the, what's the key to setting up a good Craigslist ad? <laughs> uh, well, first of all, first of all, you have to say that you're not charging money. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah, because every tranny or every, I'm sorry, every uh, trans person on there is, is charging money for their mm. services. I like how long you had to think about that one. <laughs> Is it wait? Well, I, I don't know because uh, most of them, a lot of them are trans mm-hmm. and, and they're working and, girls, and they put the ads. Right, they're up there. working yeah. girls, yeah. yes. And this is because yes. uh, you place it under like casual encounters. Uh, I I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I don't remember what I do. <laughs> I gotta say, it's like we when you showed me all the trade you had picked up. Mm-hmm. I was I was really jealous. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! I, I could show you photos of the guys are like drop dead gorgeous mm-hmm. and actually after having sex with me they probably did drop dead but that's a whole other story <laughs> <laughs> no but it's like you know i always say that in the f- near future all of us will be in drag 
Because once people realize what a good racket you got going on, I mean, it's like they're all going to want a piece of the action. Back off. <laughs> the key is you just throw on a wig and some lipstick, right? Shut up. Don't get, <laughs> quit giving up, Mike. Quit giving See, Katya <laughs> told me you have to cut. She looked at me and I said, oh, maybe I'll do that. I'll just throw on a wig and some lipstick. And she's just like, she looked at me. She's like, bitch, you have to shave your whole body and you kind of have to present as female. I'm like, listen, if Heckelina can do it. Come what on. you do is, yeah, no, you just uh, you have to shave your face at least mm-hmm. and your chest, and then you put on a little come fuck me dress and pantyhose and a wig, and you. What, but the most important thing is you turn the lights almost completely off, uh. and and you just and you just have a little light in the room from your makeup mirror, um, and that's it. And then you try to lower your voice, you know, try and talk in a more feminine tone. And act and act stupid and mm-hmm. and just and just you know and, and and it also helps if they're really really drunk or do they ever just like come in and be like oh this isn't for me I gotta go maybe you know what this and this is gonna be shocking maybe one out of a hundred guys will be like oh yeah it's not really for me and I'm gonna tell you another story is I turned Lady Bunny onto this to the Craigslist thing mm-hmm. and um and she started doing it and like last year this black guy came over to my house and he was on my couch and I was sucking his dick and I looked up at him and he looked down at me and he said, bunny. <laughs> I, was just like, I was like, I was like, Oh no. And I said, are you from New York? He's like, yeah, I'm just visiting here. Why and did I he told, call you lady bunny? Cause he thought he was because he thought, because she had sucked his dick in New York. So, so I so I, I was wearing a blonde wig and you know I was looking up at him and he was like and it, is that he's like is that you bunny it, did you say yes <laughs> yes it's me <laughs> now was he sitting on the toilet at the time <laughs> <laughs> that's my new favorite joke of hers <laughs> I was sucking the guy's dick and he farted and I told him it was disgusting and he said I'm disgusting you're disgusting I'm sitting on the toilet trying to take a shit and all you want to do is suck my dick <laughs> Uh, oh. she, uh, I, I, Lady Bunny had one really, really good joke at that drag queens of comedy, and and I mean one. Yeah, what was it? <laughs> but it was the uh, it was the one where she goes, "Yeah, I was talking to my doctor, and he said, well, if you want to be in better shape, you have to you have to start exercising and stop eating fatty." And she said, "What do you mean, less hamburgers and ice cream?" And he said, "No, I mean stop eating fatty." <laughs> <laughs> and we were, and we were, we were backstage going, "Oh my god, she's so like from vaudeville, you know, oh, <laughs> comedy." Uh, what's going on with uh, Facebook's real name policy? And uh, now they have this new thing where they they want people to install an app, or they're going to delete all yeah, your photos. Memories app or something like that. And they say because uh, people have uploaded a lot of photos to YouTube or up to Facebook because they think you know it's a safe place. But now they're sending out messages that they're going to delete all your photos unless you have this memories app. Because every now and then you get that thing that says, "This is your memory. Share your memory." Oh right, right, uh huh. I, I really don't know. I, I mean, I was involved in the Facebook battle with Sister Roma and Little Miss Hot Mess and all those guys, like in 2014. And um, then I just couldn't deal because I started getting involved in in opening Oasis. Mm-hmm. And 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 Facebook seems to keep uh, adapting it. Like they're like, okay, we're not going after drag queens anymore or trans people. 
but then they go after somebody else, like you know, strippers or whatever. It's just kind of like I, I'm kind of, kind of I'm kind of out of patience, or or DJs, you know. And so I'm just mm-hmm. like I'm just I lost patience with it. And a lot of the people that I was fighting the battle with, they're like, oh heck, Lena. You know, once she got her name, she didn't really care anymore. And I was like, you guys, I'm just, I got a little bit busy, you know, trying to open this thing, you know. So uh, so I just kind of given up on the whole Facebook thing. And actually, Facebook, I feel like, is becoming it's coming a little bit uh, irrelevant or outdated anyway. You know, like all the young kids are on Instagram and only the old farts really are on Facebook. But it's still a valuable tool. And, you yeah. Know, well, I mean, it, it's, you know, Instagram is owned by Facebook, and they're doing similar draconian measures as well. Oh, well, I mean, I just have to look at it in uh, the ter- in these terms of, you know, it's basically free advertising, sort of. You know, of course, I'm now paying for a lot of the ads, but for years, it's been a free way to advertise, and it's really been a valuable tool. And if it's if it changes and it goes away, you just have to adapt. I'm sorry to tell you guys. You have to roll with the changes and adapt, and that's the lesson you might you guys might might want to you know, take note of. <laughs> Stop relying on that Facebook. I know exactly. Mm. Well, we survived. Know, we yeah. survived long before Facebook, and we'll we'll be here. We'll be here after Facebook is gone, Fausto. Mm. I, I, honey, I, I was around when you were around. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> we're pre-YouTube. I'm, uh, honey, the fun is. Yeah. yeah, this podcast. We've been we've been talking to you before YouTube even existed. That's true. And you were like, "What the hell is this thing? What the hell is this YouTube?" Yeah, and now I don't podcast. know. All these other you were things. you were like so incredulous that anybody came to see us <laughs> at the stud. You were God, you. <laughs> You guys have such a good memory. You're like, people showed up for this. You're like, if I had known, I would have been in drag. <laughs> right, exactly. Totally. And especially when I got to eat that boy's butt. Mm. Oh, he yeah. He sure was cute. What was his was name? Sid. 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 Yes. I think he's Adorable. still probably in L.A. Or, I'm sorry, San Francisco, right? He, he, was, is, he is in he, San Francisco, yes. Yeah. He, he, he went from being a adorable little boy now he's like a now he's an adorable pumped up man he's mm. all like yeah pumped up and pace it a visit mm-hmm. yeah he's a bar oh, back yeah. at one of those leather bars yeah, is I he, he i think yeah. he was working at one of them yeah maybe yeah. it might have been a temporary oh. kind of thing but yeah he was uh, yeah. and then you guys have a really uh a hot drag queen that i'm really uh, lusting over uh chaka corn mm-hmm Oh, I, I thought you were going to say Lady Bear. <laughs> <laughs> Lady Bear's so set, uh, Lady Bear's hot to someone. Yeah, she's, of course. she's uh, yeah. her star's rising. She it is, yes. I heard she's going on vacation this summer. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Hmm. To Korea. Wow. <laughs> to North Korea? <laughs> to North Korea. <laughs> I don't think people have gotten the letter yet. <laughs> I heard rumors that she's going on vacation. Kim Chi's going what? to Korea. Yeah, the real kimchi mm-hmm. is actually going to South Korea. Yeah, they told everybody last year that she went to Korea to visit family while she taped uh, Drag Race, and now she actually is going to Korea. She's oh, wow. The first Korean drag superstar. And I, yeah. I, I can say, in my mind, I have an idea that she's going to go there, and so they're going to have some North Korean infiltrators come and like kidnap her and, and, and make her pay for her uh, imitation of Kim Jong il on Drag Race. <laughs> no, they're going to replace him with her. She's got their new dictator. Oh yeah. my God, she was so sweet. I know. Yeah, I, I, really, like one of the most uh, kind and, uh, you know, approachable drag queens. We've had the the. 
you know, luck and happiness of, of being around and doing cook. Speaking of when are you doing your cook, sending in your audition tape for cooking with drag queens. <laughs> audition tape. Yeah, oh audition yeah, honey. Tape. We got, there's a process here. There's honey. a process here. <laughs> you need, basically the audition tape is that you, uh, dress up in drag. You got a hot guy to sit on a, Big cake, and then you eat the cake out of his ass. <laughs> done. Oh wait a minute, we done. already have that footage. Done and done. Yeah, come to Chicago. I'm, I'll come to your show as soon as you book my flight and put and, and my hotel. Mm-hmm. I'm working on it, honey. <laughs> <laughs> then I am there. I'm like uh, we we are uh, we're in the middle of uh, taping something with a certain uh, Puerto Rican drag queen. Oh, is it Yara Sophia? No, it's the 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 most famous one right now. I guess Yara was at the nightclub that night too. She was. Uh, yeah. So yeah, Yara and um, oh my god, Jessica yeah. Wilde. No, right? it was uh, little, little Kenya, Kenya Michaels. Michaels. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And she or Roxy did, Andrews. Roxy or something? lived a block away. She wasn't there that night, but oh, but she she did, she did uh, she was out of town at the time. Mm. Well, who's the most famous Puerto Rican drag queen? Well, right Is now it- it's a Miss Congeniality, uh, uh, Cynthia Lee Fontaine. Oh, uh, okay. And she, uh, she almost like what a lot of people don't know is that she had she stayed another week on RuPaul's Drag Race, they would have had to rush her to the emergency room. Oh yeah, like literally the day of her getting eliminated the thought the following day she went into emergency for like and found out that she had liver cancer oh no yeah it was like uh you know she couldn't have stayed on longer anyways and so and she luckily she was so loved and and uh warmly received by the fans of the show that they gave her miscongeniality but that would have been amazing uh television for her to be, you know, like whisked off to the hospital or something, you know. Yeah. Instead of being like a lip syncing for your life, she was fighting for her life for real. That, that would for be her a liver. Fabulous, fabulous. Yeah. What else is going fabulous on with you, Helena? Um. Well, you know, like everybody else here, you know, it's well, like everybody else now is, of course, thinking about Orlando, but also we're getting ready for pride mm. and uh that's kind of what i'm working on now what do you got planned for pride well just the huge you know I, of course now that i have my 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 nightclub uh i'm just trying to fill every night there on on, on mother on for pink saturday we have very special guest caswell have you had caswell on your show we have he's delightful uh, you yeah, told yeah. us a lot of tea that we didn't, we weren't able to air. <laughs> oh, a lot of stuff, and we we're just like, oh wow, yeah. About about who? Oh, about certain, um, you know, famous rappers who may or may not have gotten blowjobs from certain, um, you know, trans nightclub stars from New York. Who? 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 Who've had a lot of, you know, you know, whatever. <laughs> okay, so, so we heard, they we like, heard, yeah, we heard, um, you know, Kanye West got a blowjob from Amanda. Amanda. Yeah, that's, uh, that's the rumor. That's the rumor. Allegedly, allegedly, but I, nobody I, can I, verify I, that. So I, we don't. I, I know. wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't. I mean, I've I've mm-hmm. blown so many people who look like Kanye West. 
You know, like I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> You're like a, a drag queen, Barry mm-hmm. Gordy. And what's, yeah. what's going on with uh, the because you guys have Pink Saturday? Is that happening or did that get canceled? Because I heard the sisters usually run it. Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence kind of do the security and plan it. And didn't they they drop out of it this year because they said they weren't getting the support from the city? Or well, they it? dropped out. They actually dropped out of it a couple years yeah. ago because because it was getting you know it was getting overrun by bridge and tunnel trash. Who like a lot of. Uh, hoods you know who would just come into like you know to harass people and I, I don't know why san francisco can't have the things that like new york or la has like la can have a pride like a pink saturday thing without incident but san francisco can't west hollywood can have a, ha- a halloween celebration without problems and san francisco can't it's because there's all these neighboring areas like san jose or whatever all this you know ghetto trash comes into town just just to create drama mm-hmm. and so there was a there was a sh- there were shootings in the castro for a couple years in a row and finally the san francisco was like we're just we're just canceling it so um you is, know, it, and, is there actually, still a pride parade in, happening in, in san francisco oh yeah there's still pride and you know now everybody's going to be freaking out about security mm-hmm. so it's going to be super tight for um and you can't really say that about most San Francisco gays, but it's going to be really tight. <laughs> <laughs> so Pink Saturday is happening or is it not? It's, it's not happening. Pink Saturday is happening as far as that being the, I mean, we're, you know, it's like the theory is that it's Pink Saturday, but there's no official celebration anywhere. So right. like, the, so everybody's calling their events. Like in my event at Mother's Pink Saturday, it's still mm. You know, but you have to be. It's nothing happening on the street. You have to be in a in a venue for something to happen. Yeah, not, there's nothing happening in the Castro. Mm. The straight people ruined it. Damn, 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 damn. Straight people. I know. I know. Heckley, oh, well, what are you going to do, Hecklina? It's always a pleasure talking to you, and thanks for putting us a smile on our face. Am I getting the bums rush? Is this it? Well, <laughs> we can go on longer. We can go on. No, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for putting a smile on her face uh, during such a you know tragic Pride season. Of course, you my know? pleasure. And 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 uh, like, uh, so you're gonna are you gonna be on a float or are you gonna be running the bar? She is the float. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm the float. At Lady Bear's the tent. Um, yeah, no, I'm going to be running, I'll, I'll be running my bar on Sunday and then of course doing my, my party on Saturday. So I've got all bases covered. And what's the next mother? This coming Saturday, it's my birthday celebration and it is the Madonna tribute. Aww. It's our biggest, is Madonna going to show up? Of course. You, and you, you can promote that far and wide. Are, are Madonna they, will she, be there. And it's going to be a, a all kimono Madonna. <laughs> Oh, God, that was so ridiculous. Please, let's phone it in completely. That, that is a weird uh, situation. For people who don't know, on RuPaul's Drag Race this past season, they gave all the drag queens a challenge to dress up as Madonna. And for some inexplicable reason, they all dressed up in kimonos. Because they all had kimonos. Yeah, it's that's crazy. Why. That's just crazy. You know, there's so many good looks that Madonna's had over the past 50 years or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, <laughs> why? Why that? You know, I could even I didn't even realize Madonna wore a kimono look until that episode yeah. aired. It when was, you think about Madonna's iconic looks, it's like a virgin. It's the Gaultier like cone bra, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So you don't think about the kimono. But it's whatever. so easy to put on a, a white fur coat, 
white cowboy pants and a white cowboy hat and put a gold tooth on yourself and do the Madonna music. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's such an easy look to pull off. And, uh, and all these drag queens were just overthinking it, you know? Right. That's why I, I fear, like, do you ever have nightmares or dreams that you're, like, on RuPaul's Drag Race and you're up for elimination? <laughs> I have nightmares that I'm not on the show, and then I wake up and I go, oh, my God, it's true. <laughs> 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 it's uh, true. I'm irrelevant. <laughs> Heclina, thank you so much for talking to us. Okay, thank you, guys. Take care and have a great summer. You too. Okay, thank you. Bye. 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 Heclina lives in San Francisco, California. Check out her bar, amazing bar, The Oasis, mm-hmm. and her drag night mother is always arriving. Yeah, Faust is looking for his fan. Where is my fan? <laughs> it's probably in the drawer there, maybe. Oh, somebody took it away. They did. Whoa. Somebody was fanning themselves with that fan. How dare you, fan? I need that for sound effects. Mm. Damn. I always love uh, talking to her about her skanky ways and her Christless hookups. I know. It's like <laughs> cosmopolitan, <laughs> eat your heart out. Six ways to hook up on Christless. Heclina shows you tips on how to eat ass off of Craigslist. <laughs> and Lady Bunny getting mad about the music not being loud enough when everybody in the audience is like, oh, my ears, it hurts so it's much. It's loud enough. Yeah, because one of the problems was, I think, because we were sitting in the audience and she was like, they were trying to boost everything, but the mix between her voice and the music couldn't be adjusted. Mm -hmm. So the the, the guy, in in all honesty, was doing the best job he could to boost the sound. Mm. And just Bunny just was like, oh, oh. she was mad about mm-hmm. it. You know? you know, it was funny. We were talking the other day with Zach Stafford about how you can kind of like get a, maybe a straight guy interested in having sex is like talking about eating ass because a lot of girls don't eat ass. And the heck leader, I remember telling us, is just like, yeah, it's like these guys show up and they're like, they say to me, like they come to the hotel and they're like, oh, do you mind eating my ass? Because my girlfriend won't do it. And like, OK, I guess. <laughs> Meanwhile, she loves eating ass. That's an idea. <laughs> <laughs> Just eat out some ass and then you can get mm-hmm. yourself some straight trade. You learn all kinds of magical things on Feast of Fun. Mm-hmm. You really do. You really do. And you wouldn't be able to learn them if you weren't, uh, you know, if we didn't have members who help support the show. Mark, how easy is it to support Feast of Fun? Supporting Feast of Fun is as easy as one, two, she. <laughs> <laughs> and you can support Feast of Fun in three ways. You can make a donation, go to feastoffun.com slash donate and make a contribution. Or you can become a plus member at feastoffun.com slash plus because your contribution to the show is what makes it happen. Or visit our shop at feastoffun.com slash store and get yourself a t-shirt. We are now shipping. Which t-shirt? I'm not an evil queen. I just got a bad edit. (laughs) Just in time for your pride. And we have this adorable uh, vomiting unicorn. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's vomiting rainbows. Is Uh, it vomiting or is it breathing out rainbows? It's puking it out onto the floor just in time for pride. Mm -hmm. If you order yours right now, it'll... For those who have pride celebrations at the end of the month, you'll get it in time. And we have those as tank tops and as T-shirts in both uh, maroon, uh, ash gray, and black. Mm. I'm getting mine in black. 
Yes, Blanc looks beautiful, darling. Mm-hmm. And and uh, we have a Dia de los Muertos Pride combination. Two of your favorite holidays and rolled up into mm-hmm. one. And uh, it's kind of sort of a a dead a deadhead tribute to Pride. So I like got this like exploding skull and roses and thunder lightning bolts and gave it a rainbow treatment. So it lo- it'll look great on a Pride Parade float. It'll be lots. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. I like that one, too. And so uh, check those out. Uh, you can look at the new designs on our store, feastoffun.com slash store. Thank you for listening. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.